Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. You hear like a crackling and almost like this sucking noise as it pulls in towards you. From the outside, looking in, it pulls in towards you until the room is clear. And you are in the middle of this almost military line of this room of compl- of undead. Lax! My goodness, it's been so long! What we've brought is, uh death and the end of you is sort of more what we were thinking. You do have an undead army, but if we can kill you, I suppose that's enough to keep them immobile. Thelonious' scream begins to echo out as the shield around him wavers, this fireball erupting and creating heat throughout the entire space. And with an echoing crack, Thelonious throws his hands together and every single undead creature along the floor of this cavern begins to move towards you. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today is Kyle Classit. Oh, hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Kyle Classit, he, him, and I am just dang excited to be here every single time. Uh, You know, it makes my my evening, my day, my week. And Rev DeShane. Oh, I thought I was going last. I'm Rev, he, him, and I am playing Margaret Broadcloak, she, her. We're playing reverse order today. Amy Moore is here with us. I am she, her, and... I, too, am just happy to be here. I don't know who I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting to that point. I'm really starting to feel like at home, just not knowing what I'm going to play. Yeah, we're just going (laughs) to lean into it. We'll figure out what happens. Well, that's what improv is. Exactly. And Carla Maxted. She, her, I love that, like, you guys are one of us, like, first intros in in the list. I love it. I love it. Um, I will be playing Lex, he, him, for sure, and then uh, let's see what happens. And Tom Laird. Yeah, that's me, he, him. I am playing Perseus tonight and maybe others. We'll find out. I like, Stay tuned. I like the maybe <laughs> right? others because last time I had to edit some things out uh, <laughs> because characters just didn't show up. Just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, uh, only because Flanks and Japes were just so entertaining. Also, you probably could have left all of that in and people would have been like, oh, yeah, I see why they didn't get to the There's new stars of the show, so. Yeah. Oh. The Flanks and Japes podcast coming at you. <laughs> I do think we might save the day, Kyle. I don't know. I we'll just see what happens. Whisked out of the action only to come back and save the day in the end. That's right. Through a series of tunnels and vents inside of this cave? Yes. 
Yeah. I know where we are. Now, I had a good segue for a few sentences back, so I'm just going to go to that one. And where you're the star of the show is over on <laughs> patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Good rewind, huh? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, felt good. Felt good. Uh, and when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Riley Bradshaw. There we go. Thanks, Thanks Riley. Riley. Thank Riley. you so much. I wonder how many Carrie Bradshaw references you get, Riley. Because Bradshaw, that's the only other time I've ever heard the Bradshaw name. Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw. I mean, long-time NFL quarterback and mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. pundit, yeah. oh, all the if sports. you will. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot about the sports. Thank you, Riley. Join us today at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, fuck it, let's play. We're going to play a little rewind here to catch up two other characters. Oh, boy. Why do I feel like I'm already not prepared? (laughs) Yeah, I'm confused. We see a lavish and luxurious office space that is uh, inside of this caved dwelling. There are rich tapestries hanging from the walls and uh, many leather-bound books on the most mahoganyist of of bookshelves. There are decanters all around with different types of liqueurs and liquors. And seated behind a massive desk with almost candlesticks, but like tiny pedestals, like skulls and, and different bones of different creatures is Thelonious Primsbane, who's uh, writing in a in a ledger book, just kind of neatly humming to himself. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, ring finger that we will add here, and a what do we have here? We have a uh, an orbital socket. Not even the whole thing, just just neat and clean. We're gonna put that one uh, just in the stores for for a little bit later. And we hear a. A slow, shambled footstep coming into the room. Just a thump drag, thump drag. And he looks up and we see a a person for all intents and purposes who's undead, who lets out a low groan as they enter the room. And Thelonious looks up and says, "Uh, yes, uh uh-huh, we have company. Oh, I'll let them in. Undead turns and walks out, and in strides a tall dragonborn. Kyle, would you describe Varnox at this stage in in his uh, career and life? I feel like Varnox at this point has achieved the station he's been after, and he's a go-getter. Now that he's gotten to that certain point in the MLM of Orcus's regime, he, uh, he's getting after it. And his scales are more vibrant green, and he, his cloaks are way, way nicer than they have been maybe in the future or our past. Time is fun. But uh, <laughs> he definitely carries himself with purpose, uh, and not so much with a vendetta as he as he has in previous episodes. Can I can I help you, Thelonious? I am uh, 
recently appointed as head undead general for Orcus, and uh, it seems like you've been utilizing some of the, well, troops that we could be using. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, me and me and Orcus, we go way back. He knows, he knows the, the deal we had, uh, one of which I was able to practice my goods uh, and services mm-hmm. and unleash them upon the various realms within the stations uh, across Toriel, uh, take down and smite those who have wronged me in the past. Yes. And... Uh, and then just be left to, of my own accord and volition uh, uh, without anybody coming and collecting any sort of tax purpose. Oh, no taxes being collected. No need good, to worry good, about good. that. Worried However, about I... a sheriff situation here. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, sharing is caring, but sheriffing is... Well, I don't know how to finish that one, but it doesn't matter. I'm here because it's... Uh, we need you to fulfill a role. A distraction, if you will. Once I heard of your endeavors and the things that you have gone after, I <laughs> I have to say I have a modicum of respect for your approach, even though it falls outside of the, oh, thank you. Of the efforts of Orcus. You're kind of on your own whim. But Orcus allowing you to do what you do, the time has come that you help us. Well, it's like a symbiotic relationship uh, where I do what I want and Orcus does what they want. I'm afraid you didn't hear me. Orcus is doing what he wants, and I am letting you know he's doing what he wants. And he wants you to run a distraction so that we can further our Uh endeavors in new places. We need to draw people away so that we can muster our forces. Okay. Can you do that? Do you even have the ability to do that? Do you actually have a good command over your troops that you've summoned up? Do I have a good command over my troops that I have summoned up? I have I can snap a finger and they do whatever I want, good sir. Then snap your finger and make them do what Orcus wants. Any questions? What does Orcus want? Run the distraction. Okay, I'll run the distraction. Yeah, yeah, I can do run the distraction. Smoke and mirrors. Uh, you know, I've got a little thing going on here in just a little bit. Uh, there's some people coming to see me. It could be it could be a good distraction. Could be a little good. Show you what I can do now. That's a good point. Because if you can't actually fulfill what Orcus wants, then we're wasting our time here. I tell you what, I'll watch this whatever you have coming up. See how you perform, and if I think it's worth Orcus's time to actually have you draw attention to yourself as to draw attention away from us, hmm. then we'll move forward with the plan. If not, Orcus help you. Because I certainly won't. There's a small jingle of like a bell up on a on a wall tied to a string. Thelonious has like this, this shit-eating grin on as as Varnox is finishing his his dialogue, and he says, "Oh, well, just so matter of fact, it sounds like they're on their way." So if you just follow me down this hall over here, and he gets up and kind of skips past Varnox, if you just follow me, we're just going to, uh, he glances uh, at some runes on the wall and rubs his hand across them, and you hear like this, like almost like a power going down, like, 
Just walk this way with me. Walk, walk, walk this way. That sounds very good. Uh, follow me. Lead the way. Skips down the hall, Voronox in tail, and leads him to this chamber that is completely black. It says, just keep your voice down. I mean, they can't hear you, but it, it adds to the illusion that they they could, and we're being very sneaky, even though magic makes it so that we don't really need to be sneaky. Uh, smoke and mirrors. Good start. We cut ahead. Thelonious is standing in uh, his sphere of protection, and he's beckoning to Varnox, who is standing just off and to the side. Uh, he's on top of this dais. Varnox, you see him just like ushering you over, big hands, big arms, almost like he's screaming, but you can't hear him because you know that this, this spell that he has dampens sound, or deadens sound, rather. Varnox walks over. You stroll in, and it's uh, almost like these panels begin to like shift and move away as you enter the sphere. And he, uh, as they open, you hear him screaming, "It's like this isn't going exactly as planned!" And they shut behind you. It's okay. It's okay. We have more planned. Uh, they are in the middle of all of the undead, so it seems like this is going to go really well. Okay, let's see if you can turn this out. This is not boding well for you. Um, there are certainly plenty of others that we could seek out, but this could, this could, you turn this around, this could look good for you. Plenty of others? What do you mean there's plenty of others? There's there's no one that's doing what I'm doing. You see the craftsmanship down there? Not yet. Not yet. That moment he turns around, and this is where Lex is running up the dais, and you see his eyes turn from this milky white to this dark black, and a fireball erupts, blasting you back and into the surrounding undead. And they are beginning to move over top of you. Margaret, pretty sure we had you play still on the dais. Perseus, you are running around Pac-Manning undead, but they are closing in on you as well, and Arvid is, is blasting spells around, trying to keep them off of you as you're doing this. Uh, I will fly over to Lex and get back to back with him. Fly over? Uh, I have the, f- the boots that fly. fly. Right, you have the boots that fly. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that Margaret's uh, fucking badass. Margaret does everything. <laughs> yeah, Margaret's amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love this Margaret and Lex, like, 80s action cop totally. buddy movie right. poster that we're going oh, for wait, here. She's like way too fucking old for this. Like she's <laughs> <laughs> one day away from retirement. <laughs> that, that Sly Stallone film? Don't uh, stop her. My mom will stop shoot. Her, my grandma will yeah. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> stop her. My mom will yeah. shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you fly over and you land next to Lex. And then I, I mean, really, we're just gonna try and uh, I shouldn't speak for Margaret. I'm just gonna try and do whatever damage I can since I'm, we're kind of in the middle of a big circle of undead. Can I, as a bonus action, cast Searing Smite? Sure. Just so I can do some extra damage when I make some uh, contact with my greatsword. Yeah, absolutely. Dope. So I have three attacks. I rolled them all at once. That's a 21, a 22, and a 26. Roll me some damage. Great. 36, and then an extra d6 
of fire damage, so that's all you need to do a con save. Uh, nine. Then someone's taking one, no, five fire damage. Okay, cool. Margaret comes down, lands next to you. Lex, you spread your greatsword wide and you're just hacking heads off the, all around you. Popping off like popcorn all around you and falling to the ground. <laughs> Bodies are falling limp. Um, and immediately in behind them, more are crushing forward. Margaret, I'd, I'd love a little help. Yeah, Margaret will start swinging her uh, Mace of Disruption. Uh, an 18 and a 25. Yep, both of those are hit. Uh, 12 for the first one and 20 for the second. Greatsword flying and Mace crushing down these bodies around you. And as you take out eight or nine of them combined, the forces push forward there. Uh, Arvid, you got any yeah, you got any plans here? Plans, sir. Uh, well, uh, you know me. I do enjoy a good plan. Yeah, I know, but like, what's the one for right now? What what do we got going on right now, right here? Uh, well, what I've been doing is protecting you as you nom nom chomp chomp on top of all of these baddies. Uh, perhaps we see. Hmm. Well, uh, this this could be good. Uh, this could be good uh, if you can just if you can just clear just a moment. Uh, I can summon perhaps some help. No, oh, I very much like the sound of help showing up. Yeah, let's do it. Great, 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 great. And you know, um, I don't want to like culturally appropriate here, but you know, like uh, when in martial arts movies they fight with like fans. Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna do that, but with this bag. Yeah. I will become the bag in the wind from American Beauty. Okay. <laughs> okay, so like Perseus, like flip skipping, jumping, smacking, like almost a ja- yeah, Jackie Chan style endeavor. Yep. Great. I love Yeah, real crouching tiger vibe going yeah. on what, here. What's your class again? Uh I am <laughs> I mean you can say a whatever. Halfling warlock. Cool. But that ain't gonna stop me. That ain't gonna stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I have spells. I've been using a bag. I do have spells. An extra action, right? You but like the one spell I want to use, like just vanishes me away from Arvid, and I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Good luck protecting me. Yeah. Now. What's your plan? Peace. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> awful. I'm out. So I've I've chosen to go for the bag fighting route instead. Love it. With the bag flying, keeping them at bay, as Arvid, um, his eyes roll back into his head, and he's he's casting runes a la Doctor Strange, uh, that kind of vibe, a portal opens up uh, off to the side of him, and you hear this, like, hideous screech yell out of it as this aberrant uh, spirit presses forth. It's got like these hideously long claws. Uh, it's, it's ghostly yet dripping uh, with with something. Uh, kind ectoplasm. of like this... Ec- yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, ectoplasm. It's, it's slimer. 
obviously. <laughs> with claws. <laughs> with long claws. This Slimer comes out and like tears its way through this portal, uh, and it's going to slash uh, for one. Uh, yeah, it's going to hit. That's okay. And then also it has an eye ray, so blasting out of its big like one-eye Slimer eye, it uh, shoots this um, same ectoplasmic ray that cuts through two or three of them as it's as it begins carving around. Does this thing seem to have like? Does Arvid have control of this thing? I know I'm not in here. I'm just a curious listener um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, does Arvid have control of this thing, or is it like letting out a wild animal and it's just like just stay away from it? <laughs> that was pretty cool, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was pretty great. Cool. Did you see my cool bag dance? Oh, dude, bags uh, were flying. It made me bring this apparent spirit. I've never, never called one before. Thought <laughs> now was a great time. Uh, m- my patron was like, hey, you should probably do this a little while ago. And I was like, mm, there's going to be a time and a place for it. I mean, I always listen to my patron when he's got suggestions, so I hear you on that mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Thelonious' turn, and he is, like, he's uh, standing up on the dais, just, like, angry panting and making fists, just, like, raging within himself, seething as he's looking down at his, as he would probably put it, his children being slaughtered before him. He turns and he looks to Varnox. This is not a true sign of what I can do. There are what? One, two, four of them? There's still hundreds, hundreds of them. No, yeah, you, and these four are proving an issue for you. You will be but a blip in time with this kind of endeavor. Thelonious turns and yells out into the cavern. And emanating from his mouth are these like waves of energy that begin rocking and vibrating the walls, and you hear cracking starting to happen in the cavern. Rocks begin to fall down. Um, everybody, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Varnox, you're fine. You're behind. What about right. flanks? And- flanks and japes are in an adjacent chamber. You're I'm okay. Just yeah. Okay. Is he, is he breaking this whole shit down? Uh, we'll catch up with flanks and japes if we feel like their no, lives are in okay. gent. In, in, in <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> that is a nineteen. Was that ten for Lex? Seventeen. Not more of a shambling kind of guy. Not really a fair Dex kind of guy. Lex, you're struck like on your side. You're not crushed, but you're struck by a large boulder that falls down. You're going to take 15 bludgeoning. Uh, and you could take half that because Margaret takes half. That's nice of Margaret. She's so <laughs> good to have around. With that scream, though, also, uh, some of the undead are also crushed by uh, by the falling boulders, collateral damage. Um, but they seem to pick up in fervor, and they are going to rush all of you. Um, everybody make a... Actually, roll some damages or uh, attacks. One of them's still on fire. 
from my from my smite, so they, yeah. that one can take one Kate. damage. Roger that. That, that one <laughs> drops really, to the ground. I turned the tide, you guys. Yeah. You did it. Uh, could have could have had a flaming zombie situation, but it, it dropped. It's good. <laughs> Against uh, Margaret, it was a seventeen. Against Lex, it was a crit fail. That's the flaming one, obviously. Uh, didn't hit Margaret, I assume. No. Uh, Perseus. Jeez, these zombies are great. Uh, that's going to be a six. <laughs> and Arvid is... He only has an armor class of 11. So he's going to get hit. So nobody takes any damage uh, except for Arvid, who's going to take a, a claw attack. He's going to take eight Everybody else make a strength uh, saving throw as you are crashed into by a wave of these uh, undead. 17. 17. Dirty 20. Perseus, you're first to see it. The cacophony going on. I don't know if either of you would be able to make it out. Perseus, you're first to see it, but Arvid goes down. Okay. A a crash. Rushing wave of these undead are now on top of him. Uh, let me just take a look at my spell list here. One second. We cut to Varanox. Mm-hmm. It's your turn to take an action if you wish, or narrate some uh, some looking down upon as you <laughs> some disappointment. so desire. <laughs> I think at this point, and uh, stop me if 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 this if this inner intrudes too much. I think at this point, Varanox is like. Now and uh, they'd be like, <laughs> "Well, it was a good run, but I'm afraid you're done." And he's gonna attack uh, Thelonious. Gonna attack Thelonious. Back turn, Thelonious. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll pull out the wand of Orcus and I'll just use power word kill on Thelonious. Okay. Remind me what I have to do for power word kill to not be power word kill. Uh, they just have to be over a hundred hit points. Okay, he is over 100 hit points currently. And uh, I'll do that and be like, I guess there are more stipulations to Orcus's power than I thought. Say, Lavi, but I'm afraid your demonstration is over. My demonstration is over and you you try and stab me in the back? You come in here and tell me that I'm under some sort of test right as I'm trying to get... He is um, mad. <laughs> that's that's everybody in the run. Um, let's jump back to Lex and or Margaret. How far up are they on the dais from us? Uh, so you got blasted probably, we'll say like 30 feet from the fireball. So Lex got blasted. You flew to... So it's a thirty feet, another twenty-ish feet at a at a at a step up. So about fifty feet diagonally up into the dais where they are now uh, in a presumed spell battle. Okay, yeah. With these things crushing in on us, uh, I'm gonna look up at the up at the dais and then at Lex and then just fly forward and scoop my arms under hers and basically just fly her up and. Good luck. And throw her towards her intended target. Okay, I love that. Great. I love everything about that. 
Okay, oh Lex, God. you are in the air, Uppy. flying down Uppy. towards Thelonious. <laughs> Lex is gigantic. He's like a big Frankenstein. I love this visual. <laughs> oh, we need some art for this. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous that I this Betty White it. has a uh, 18 strength. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Wonderful. I love it. Well, I can't do anything, but the thing I can do is try to stab people. Um, but there are still in like a bubble. Bubble would have dropped because he's cast a couple things that would have would have negated what he had going on there. Then yeah, I mean, I just got to fight with that sword because that's what I got. Well, that's handy. 23, 27, 14. And against Thelonious, obviously. 23, 27, yes, 14, no. Uh, man, these rolls are bad. It's 22, damn it. Margaret scoops Lex up and out. Zombies and undead are like clasping on, Mm -hmm. swinging their weapons, because we said they had weapons, um, trying to get at you. Uh, You are lifted and propelled into the air and are thrown down upon Thelonious, who's turned and facing Varanox. You get two hard hits into him which brings him down to a knee and he turns and he looks at you and he's like seething and veins are pulsing from his from his head and you feel these tentacles coming shooting up out of the ground towards you and wrapping themselves around you and pulling you down make a strength saving throw 19 these vines like they they develop these these like uh, spines or thorns you are bound and wrapped by these and feel them pulling and tugging at the flesh uh, uh, on your arms and legs and wrapping tight around your torso. You are pulled down to two knees and he stands up before you, not ready for this yet. And he casts Dimension Door beneath you and points his hand to the other side of the room and throws you 250 feet to the other side of the cavern. And you emerge from this almost like pulled with force down through the dimension door, out and against the wall, and you are going to take uh, 22 points of bludgeoning and, and or piercing. Does your ring work 200 feet away, Margaret? It does, as long as the person's still God wearing damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just looking to see if it had a range on it. Perfect. I think, I think about what is happening to Lex right now. This, like, huge shambler just got flown by a cute little Betty White and then <laughs> thrown across the room through Dimension <laughs> Door. Like, this isn't a person used to being, like, tossed around so much. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty jarring. Margaret, did you, you, you flew. Did you want to take an action or anything, or was that your action? Yeah, I mean, to, I imagine to, to pick Lex up, to fly up there and, and throw them into the place. Sounds good. So yeah, you see um, Lex uh, like disappear into this dimension door portal and appear, you hear whatever scream Lex would do, like, ah! and then a, like a sickening thud against the back wall as they crumble and fall to the ground. Uh, let's go back to uh, Perseus and Arvid. Arvid has been overrun by undead, so we, we don't actually see them currently. There is still the, the Slimer, uh, the aberrant Slimer, uh, blasting and clawing at things around it. Perseus, what do you want to do? 
Uh, out of curiosity, Russ, um, when Lex laid into Thelonious there, did we notice any disruption with the undead horde at all? No. Okay. Yeah. Just wondering if they were maybe like keyed to his attention. Right. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, you could make, because he's done a couple things with them leading up to this point. If you wanted, you could make an arcana check to see if you, if that's something you want to do, try and figure out what kind of control he has or if he's, or what or what he's doing. Uh, no, I think I'll pass on that. I was just curious if it was like an obvious yeah. link or not. Um, how far away from that dais is Perseus? You were probably another 50 feet back. So we'll say a hundred just for easy math. Okay. And do I have eyeballs? On Thelonious at all? Yeah, yeah, you would, because he's raised up. I would also like to cast Dimension Door. Okay. And I will uh, make my door like 10 feet above him, and I would like to drop out of the sky on top of him <laughs> with the bag open up in front of me as I like dive headlong towards him. Okay. Uh, what does it look like as you're casting and as it appears before you come out with your Pac-Man? So uh, this this dimension door is is kind of like a, a green and red. Uh, Perseus loves Christmas, so it's kind of a green and red theme <laughs> he's got going on there. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of like you know he can see where Thelonious is, so he just he puts it like just above him, so much so that like his attention is throwing Lex elsewhere. So as long as it's out of sight, like nobody thinks to look up, right? Yeah. So, so that's where he will uh, he will put that dimension cool, door. Cool, 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 cool. That happens. It's lovely. It's amazing. It's sweet. I'm gonna do something that you're not gonna like. Oh no! Uh, oh, that's uh, fine. <laughs> he's gonna cast uh, as as the the door opens above his head. He looks up and he's oh please, dear boy, and he casts counter spell as you are coming through it, which. <laughs> In because I want to establish him as a powerful being, uh, is not just going to shut your door, but rather redirect your door, and it's going to open at the top of the cavern. Now, do you have to pass some sort of check to counter my fifth level spell? I do. Uh, I do. It's uh, so I need because yours is a fourth level. Yes, fifth level. Okay. He's like, I do, but I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, the DC equals no equals ten. Oh, we'd love Amy to roll. Equals ten plus the spell's level, so fifteen using his wisdom. Uh, so that's a seventeen. Okay. Boo. So as your door opens and you begin to come through, he sees you with the bag there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Redirects it. The, the door that you left through closes and it opens above the chamber 250 feet in the air. You begin to fall. How fast do I fall per, like, turn? Uh, What's fall speed? Fall speed D&D. <laughs> I've had to search that one a lot, and I still can't remember. Xanathar's <laughs> uh, Guide to Everything says it's 500 feet per round. Oh, shit. Uh, so okay. you, wow. So you fall. Gravity's crazy on Faerun, hey? Yeah. I thought it would be like running speed doubled. 
<laughs> so per round, so per six seconds, uh, you so it takes three seconds, so half a round. So you're going to hit the ground before okay. your next turn. Is okay. there yeah, anything no you can or want to do? You don't necessarily die when you go in the bag, I don't think. <laughs> if you start your turn in the bag, you die. True. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a Perfect. lot of angry heads in that bag looking for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, they, are, they are not thrilled yeah. if I if I were to hop in that bag. Uh, no, I don't think there's anything else I can do uh, in my turn. I don't think I have any like bonus spells or anything. Okay. Um, great. I mean, hard disagree, but all right. <laughs> Arvid has to make a strength saving throw, which he does not make. He's going to take a... Uh, metric buttload of damage as he is eat, being eaten alive. Um, this is upsetting. Yeah. Lex is. Well, I thought if I could take him out, the zombies might just like fall mm-hmm. over. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's a good option. Uh, you want to give uh, him uh, fifty, da- uh, fifty damage. Yikes! Oh, oh boy. He's bloody. Things aren't going the way Lex wanted. Now his boyfriend's. Half dead, and his best friends just fell from the ceiling. It's, it's very bad. It's the middle. Five dollars is the middle over here. Six dollars is the middle over there. I tried to do like a town crier thing, and then ended up to be an auctioneer. It, became, I was say. it became an auctioneer. Yeah. I really, I thought you were doing like carnival yeah. barker, mm-hmm. like come in just just two bits. But then you started yelling higher and higher yep. numbers, and I was like, like, "Are Amy are and I supposed to be bidding? Bid, bidding for this game?" Yeah. No. It. Mm, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're it. Yeah. I'm here. Who, I'm here what? for it. Who? Who? Who was six dollars? I think you. It was Tom in the back. Tom in the back, yeah. Yeah, he just lifted a paddle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I happens. think it might have been. What I was trying to do was like a town crier thing because we have a newsletter and it didn't really at all come oh. across. So this is like, whoo. <laughs> hey, you guys, did you know we have a newsletter? We do. Can you see how direct that was? That was great. <laughs> so good. So the newsletter is funny and informative because it tells you like all the stuff that's coming up because some things you know rotate like producer meetings aren't every month and somebody's stuff, doing and game time in the loop. this month because it's her birthday oh is Some, somebody somebody special named amy so come play with me and also read your newsletter tons of tons of interesting stuff in there you can sign up for that at dumbdragons.com where you can get a lot of things i'm working on redesigning the website it's not done yet. So when you go and you're like, Russ, this is the same website. <laughs> yeah, it is. But the new one's coming sometime. TBD. But you can sign up for the newsletter there. And that's the most important part. I have also witnessed this new website. And it's real, guys. It exists. Yeah, I believe it. In a draft it. form. I believe it. Ooh. Not yet. I, every once in a while, I accidentally hit publish. So then... <laughs> If you if you were happening to Google dumb Dungeons and Dragons at a very specific five minute period before I realized that I hit publish, mm-hmm. you might have caught it, but the SEO wasn't really high, so it probably would have been pretty far down. So a lot of things had to align in order to see this one live in the wild right now. But for now, dumbdragons.com, you can sign up for the newsletter and that'd be great. Let's get you back to that episode. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Um, oh, lots happened. Mm-hmm. We're back to Thelonious and Varnox in like a standoff up on the dais. Well, if that's not going to work, then uh, we'll do it the old fashioned way. And I walk up with the wand of Orcus and just two attacks right, right, right into him. 
Just clocking him? Okay. Yep. That's a 23 for the first hit. Yep. Six bludgeoning, seven necrotic damage. Okay. Second attack is, oh, not so good. Just an 11. Uh, 11 does not hit. Yeah. Hey, guys, just so you know, resistance to bludgeoning does not affect fall. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth checking. But technically, the ground is bludgeoning you. Exactly. I, I, I'm just telling you what I read. Technically, you're bludgeoning the ground. Mm, yes. Oh, That's fair true. point. Yeah, there we go. Why is everybody hitting me? He snaps his fingers, and like there's this fervor that comes over the, the undead horde. The, the ground is still, like, reverberating. The, the less boulders have been falling. Do you like to make a dex saving throw, Varnox? Would I like to make a death saving throw? A dex. 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 I know. I, was like, dex. I heard death, too, and I was or like, the other. wait, You're what just happened? That's very dex threatening. Jesus. <laughs> That'll be a dirty 20. Okay. Beneath you, squirming black tentacles fill a 20-foot square. He's cast Evard's black tentacles. Uh, they begin reaching up and like clubbing you. Big mistake. Half damage on not a great roll. Uh, so you're gonna take five bludgeoning damage. Uh, you're not restrained, but it is difficult terrain. Okay. He turns as if it worked, as if you are restrained, and says, "I'll deal with you later." And he turns and begins walking back towards uh, the massacre and chaos that's happening out there. I will use my reaction to uh, cast hellish rebuke. All right. Put my finger at the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flame. Make a dexterity save, please. 13. That does not pass, by the way. Uh, and that is uh, 23 fire damage. Oofa doofa. Yeah. He turns and he's very confident walking back. And then he, everybody else sees him encircled in flames and skin begins to bubble. And he lets out this high-pitched shrill call into just into the ether. It doesn't have the same kind of wave effect that he did previously as he as he falls to his knees being burned by this hellish rebuke. Who's down on the floor? Arvid's down on the floor. Lex is down on the floor. Percy is still down on the floor. Well, technically falling yeah. towards oh, the right, floor. Oh, right, you're Percy. You're falling towards the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Margaret, you're still flying, yes? Yeah. Okay, uh, so Lex and Arvid, Arvid, Arvid is going to take uh, 45 damage. Shit. Oh, no. Uh, and Lex, please make a strength saving throw as you are rushed at disadvantage because you're prone. Oh, great. So that's a 14. Uh, you are overwhelmed by zombies. Uh, and you are going to take uh, damage as well. Uh, it's going to be 37 bludgeoning damage. But like only 18? Yeah, that wasn't you. You didn't cut that number in half already, did you? Uh, no, that's the full damage. Okay. So Rev okay, is going to, or Margaret's going to take uh, 18 and you're going to take. Okay. Margaret, you are up. How far is Thelonious from the edge of the dais? He turned, he walked. He's probably on the, like, just, you know, just back no more than five feet from the edge of the staircase. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to fly down and uh, do a shield strike and, and try to move him five feet and tumble him down the stairs. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
I don't know what this would be. Is it a strength saving throw, maybe? It just says that I can attempt to shove someone five feet. Shield Master Shove. If you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action. So you, you would have to attack, but then you could also shove them five feet. Okay. Uh, 26 to hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yep. That definitely hits. It's an aggressive are, shove. Do they happen to be a fiend or undead? Uh, negative. They are neither Okay, fiend. 10 points of damage, and then okay. the embarrassment of falling down the stairs of your own <laughs> dais that you constructed. Awesome. It's the pain that hurts the worst. Uh, yeah. Right? You, you fly down with your shield, and Hercules, like, crash into this uh, Thelonious who's who is like a blaze. He lets out like a, ah! as he's shoved and <laughs> falls down to the ground. Uh, yeah, and then I'll, whatever movement I have left, I'm just going to start moving towards Lex. Okay. Um, does it say what your flying speed is? With your uh, same as my walking speed, okay. so 30 feet. Okay, so you begin moving. Uh, you're not going to, you won't be able to make it to either Perseus or Lex this turn. Yeah. Um, speaking of Perseus, it's been about three seconds. Perfect. Um, any, any, anything on that character sheet you found to soften the blow of a 250-foot fall? Uh, I mean, I don't really think I would have the time to do it. Right? Like, it would be at the end of my yeah. falling is when my turn would okay. start. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, unless you disagree I, with I that don't. statement. I don't. I just, maybe you had a reaction. <laughs> maybe you... I mean, I'll double check. Hang uh, on. You've got until I can find how much fall damage <laughs> is. I think it's a D6 for every 10 feet. Oh, you forget. It sure is to a max of 20. Okay. D6. 20 D6. Oh, no. I'm going to hit enter. Feet? How many feet is he falling? He's falling 250. All right. I have one bonus <laughs> action, and it is not helpful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to use it though or anything? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I play the flute on the way. There's <laughs> a little penny whistle going. Okay. Just a slide whistle. A real Ding. slow slide whistle. <laughs> oh, he just plays himself like. <laughs> Very common. Uh, so, mechanically, you're going to take 75 falling damage. Okay. You fall and you hit hard onto the stone floor and you feel arms break, legs break. You begin to, like, you're bleeding from many different places. I was going to say everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you, like, your vision begins to go black as you see undead close in over top of you. This is the worst, you guys. There's three of you with undead on top of you. <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad. I mean, normally Arvid would be into it, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every undead. Brings us back to those services. That's right. <laughs> the services. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, you are clawing back and trying to get out of the uh, out of the undead at the back of this chamber so far away from everybody else. Make a strength saving throw. 13. Margaret, as you're flying towards, you see arms, the arms of Lax shooting up and out of these, 
trying to pull the undead off, but they're just too many and they're coming too fast. Mari, you're moving as quick as you can to get back to Lex. As you pass over, you see Perseus, well, I mean, you saw Perseus fall and hit the ground. You see them quickly overrun and you see a, a horde of zombies at one spot in the center. And then you look over your shoulder and you see lifting up from the ground the last bits of flame around Thelonius who is hovering up and above and moving back towards the dais and turning to look at at Varanox with just, you see this look of disdain and hatred and just every fiber in this person's body is just vibrating and coming towards you, Varanox. And then we hear this crack. Undead in the center of this cavern are blasted back and away and this large blue light emits and rumbles through this cavern, knocking boulders down. Margaret, you make it just to Lex and you manage to clear off as much of the undead. Lex, you're, I mean, uh, probably take another 50 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, just another 50. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's a little bit. You pull them off and you're trying to clear Lex. You're near towards where um, the entrance to this cavern is. You came in, which feels like so long ago, but was probably only like you know, a minute and 30 seconds. And you're making your way, trying to get to a little bit of cover from some of the boulders that have fallen. And in the middle of this light that is just emitted, we see, uh, well, Margaret and Lex. Lex, you're a little, uh, your eyes are uh, glossy and covered over. But Margaret, you see Thea and what you recognize as Flint, along with a small red-haired, pigtailed gnome who are standing around looking confused and dazed as they have clearly come from somewhere. The undead are quickly rushing back to them, and there's another crack off into the distance, and a tall Goliath falls down from slightly elevated and crushes down to the ground. Night Hunter's gonna take 26 uh, bludgeoning damage. Fine. <laughs> As Thelonious turns at this, just away from you slightly, Varanox, and looks and says, What the. What is happening? Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 119. Starring Carla Maxted as Lex, Tom Laird as Perseus, Amy Moore as Night Hunter, with Kyle Classett as Varnox, Rev DeShane as Margaret, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Darylith, Lou Lahan, Charlie Warley, and L.A. Branton. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast called The Adventures Up, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dumb Dragon cast. Miss the last live show? Support the shows today, help us reach 100 patrons, and we'll host another improv live show exclusively for our patrons. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon.
I want to find out what <laughs> what he's going to do with his goods and services. Oh my god. <laughs> the goods I understood, the services I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> the specific of those can yeah. be kept a secret. My goods <laughs> and services like what are you doing with those undead? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Carl and I make an icon. I know, and then I had to just like look away. Laughing too much. Is that what's playing during this whole fight? Because that's that's kind of disconcerting. That's good music for for a fight. I know it would be pretty fun. Do since the beginning of this episode, it's just in there, and I like I'm listening. But that's our other game that that theme that's comes from, right. Amy. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Bye.